welcome to 216, a link to the Passport Randomizer podcast. I am your host, Beer Agent. Today on the show, we've got Relkin completing the league admin circle on the show. Uh, final admin from the league to be on the show. Had a really fun conversation with Relkin. I was really glad to talk with Relkin. He's a he's a really cool dude. And, uh, and we just had a good time chatting. So this is a good one. So this is going to be the season three finale. I've been pretty open and honest on the show about mental health and the importance of trying to maintain a healthy mentality and ways that you can um, better yourself uh, mentally. It's a lifelong struggle, really, to continue to maintain your health mentally. And so I'm going to share a little bit and be honest and real about what's going on and kind of share where I am at and why the show is ending uh, with this episode for this season. I'm a pretty emotionally driven person. I hate that about myself. Uh, I know a lot of my passion, it comes from that, but I'm very emotionally driven and it's really frustrating <laughs> if I'm being honest. It's a frustrating, it's frustrating to be driven by your emotions and to have your emotions take the wheel so often. It's hard when you don't like that about yourself as well. Struggle with self-worth and that doesn't really help with it as well. And, you know, the holidays are tough for a lot of people, myself included, even in like a loving uh, household. I love my kids and I love my wife and they love me and a good relationship with my parents. And I don't have a lot to complain about. And yet it's still a struggle. And that's kind of the hard part about dealing with mental health is there doesn't necessarily need to be a cause. It doesn't have to be cause and effect. It could just kind of happen. And last show, I talked a little bit about my frustrations with the admins and the situation that we had going on with the league with the need for an async. Now, let me step back because <laughs> that was the last show I did, but there has been two shows that have come out since then. I do want to shout out uh, PH and Lumaga and everyone else that volunteered to do the intros uh, for me while I was sick. Thank you so much. It was such a huge relief for me. Uh, getting sick again during the holidays isn't fun and can, you know, kind of get back to what I was talking about with the mental health where it's like a slog. But huge shout outs to PH and huge shout outs to Lamaga for for filling in for me on those couple of episodes. And apologies to both uh, Rick and Scary Olive for not being able to do the intros for those shows. Loved chatting with both those guys. And I hope everyone enjoyed those episodes. But back to the, the matters at hand. So my team ran into a bit of an issue with the league admins and their response wasn't my favorite. They relented to our requests and allowed us to async and uh, Ramon and I got the win. But the whole situation just left. It just left me feeling down. Like I just was super bummed out about all of it. Like getting into it with my friends from the, the, the league admins and then having to try to balance it with my teammates and my friends that we were playing against, Mughal Charm and Jula Ninja. I am a people pleaser. I don't care what people think. That's been since I was a, a kid. But I am a people pleaser for the people that I am close to or friends with. And so trying to balance it all out between my friends that are playing, my friends that are admins, and then everyone kind of getting mad at each other. And, you know, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. <laughs> it's not fun. And it kind of just put a whole damper on on everything. I haven't really talked with the league admins since. I hope that they're not too upset at the way our, the two teams handled it. They might be. I don't know. I think the hard part was when they said like right away, like just no, it was, it wasn't the fact that we couldn't do it. It was the fact that they were unwilling to even 
entertain the idea. Like, I think the approach that they should have had was we don't want you guys to do an async, but let's do everything we can to find a way to race and then cross that path. But it was the answer was just a flat out no. And then it changed to a yes. So I don't know. It was just frustrating. It was frustrating. And so we won that series and then we went three and oh against Willard and JP's team. And, you know, the league is supposed to be fun. And, I, you know, I like Willard a lot. He was on the show. I had a great conversation with him. I like GP. They have another team member that I had to race. And it was not a fun race. You know, I guess that happens when you race people in the community. You, you know, you come across people that are, for some reason, hostile towards you. I don't know. It just added to, like, the 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 emotional response that I that I have. I can be a dick. I can be wrong. I can be a lot of things. I can also own up to a lot of it as well. So maybe coming in on the podcast and like putting the admins on blast isn't the way, the way to go about it. And so for that, I apologize. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm just I'm just kind of bummed out about a lot of things in this community. And I'm just honestly, I'm just not having that great of a time. And so I need to take a break. I need to just go away to kind of recharge my batteries and reset and see if I can change my outlook and mentality on things when it comes to rando because the game is supposed to be fun and i really like talking to people in this community for this podcast i i really enjoy that that aspect but the podcast also is a lot of work and you know it's it's another thing where it's like i know that people are listening and downloading but there there hasn't been a lot of feedback i tried to do a thing this season with the bonus episodes nobody's listening to the bonus episodes it has, didn't work it didn't drive up sub numbers and it didn't lead to people listening to it. I think between all the episodes, there's maybe like six downloads. So it's hard not to get discouraged. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I want 216 to be a positive place. I really do. I want 216 to be a place that's full of positivity. And I'm not the most positive right now. And uh, and so I need to reassess. I need to get my mental health in the right spot. And I need to readjust my outlook on the community and, and all that. So I've got league races that I'm committed to. My team, the Divine Beastie Boys, is in the conference finals against OK Dudes. And I'm really looking forward to that. Those are our friends over there with GGW, Telethar, and Hitsu. So I've got at least one more league race commitment. But I'm not going to be streaming other than those league races. I'm going to take a break from playing the game. I'm going to take a break from, from Link to the Past randomizer for a little bit. Again, I just need to readjust and kind of get my mental health corrected. That also means that I won't be hosting the 216 weeklies going forward. Uh, we had a nice turnout for the last one. Uh, it was cross keys with Chaos Boss Animizer that WinFox had chosen. If anyone wants to continue uh, going forward hosting the 216 weeklies, they have my blessings. But as I take a break, I just would also have to take a break from that. Again, I appreciate everyone for hanging out. I appreciate everyone for, for playing and enjoying and having fun with those because they were they were a lot of fun so i'm gonna go away for a little bit i'm gonna recharge and then we'll see what the future holds again this is just me being honest i'm a super open dude i like to be honest about uh what's going on and and who i am and the struggles <laughs> like life can be tough sometimes and the video game should be an escape and it has not been so yeah, that's that's just kind of where things are at. We do appreciate everyone listening. Do appreciate everyone, you know, hanging out. And uh yeah, we'll see what the future holds. 
But for today, we've got Rokin on the show, and conversations I had with Rokin happened in early December, so it was all before any nonsense happened. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot from Rokin. I, I really like talking with Rokin. He's a good dude, and he's really good at the game. Talk a lot about his his kind of win streak that he's been going on the last year and a half or so. So let's get to that. Let's uh, let's get to that conversation with Rokin. All right, Relkin, here we go. You're the last of the league admins to be on the 216 podcast. Uh, super excited to have you on the show and to hear uh, hear your story, man. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> yeah, no problem. That's, uh, that's, that's funny that it took this long for all the league admins to get added, but uh, we're, we, I've been, I figured eventually it would happen, so no, no worry yeah. on my end. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the league admins going like, you better have Relkin on the show or we're going to kick you out of the league. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, the show kind of lines up the way it does. Uh, I was excited to talk to you, especially because we're so recently coming off of your uh, SGL win, right? Like, um, yeah. so I, we're, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff. But I mean, you're a freaking champ, dude. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy to think that I was able to win two SGLs. You know, yeah, not one was is- crazy enough, but two, like, come on, man. <laughs> it's bananas. I feel like you and I know each other pretty well because of our involvement with the league and you becoming an admin and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like we've really had a chance to talk really. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to hear your story because I don't know a lot of your backstory other than you're young, you're a young buck. That's, that's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. It, if you couldn't tell with the, with the numbers at the end of my Twitch, Twitch, uh, Twitch stream name and all that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite a bit younger than most of the people in the rainbow yeah. community, I would think. Just a kid, man. All right, so let's start with uh, let's start with your your history with gaming. Where did you what did you start playing? What was your early memories of gaming, and and were you doing a lot of gaming as a kid? Yeah. So when I was about like four or five years old, I uh, I think my older my oldest sister had a uh, Game Boy Color, and mm. I know I would always like when I saw her playing it, I was like, oh man, I want to play that too. And so I guess I would borrow it for her from her for the time being. And as I was always wanting to play the Game Boy as a kid growing up. And so my parents got me a Game Boy Color for my Chris, uh, Christmas when I was five years old. And so from then on, I just kind of took off with like Nintendo systems and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember that first game on the Game Boy Color that, that really like hooked you? Yeah, um, it was, it was, uh, I think it was Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. It's basically oh, like the yeah. Game Boy Color version of like the old NES Super Mario Bros. Right, right. That's so funny. I, I remember that. That was it's the, the Super Mario Deluxe, though, was kind of awkward because of like the screen crop. I think I could be wrong, but it yeah, feels it like was, it's different than the regular Super Mario Brothers in the way it's presented. Yeah, I myself actually have never played the NES Mario Bros, but oh, wow. um, I, yeah, I know I we ne- we didn't own a, a NES or SNES when I was growing up, but yeah, I I do I, th- I do agree with you on the uh, the shape of like how everything looked on the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. um, after having seen the NES gameplay, and so it, it seemed a right. lot narrower and like it seemed like you can see less. Sure. Did you play a Link to the Past on the Game Boy at all then, or was was that your first experience with Link to the Past? No, uh, I think my first experience with Link to the Past was probably would have been just like seeing bits and pieces of it at a at a like a Games Done Quick kind of marathon. Mm. And so you have no that, history yeah. with it then. There's no like no. oh I was playing it as a kid. Oh okay. 
No, no, not at all. I, uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of like the uh, glitch kind of speed runs that I've seen Andy do at some of the GDQs. And then mm-hmm. and then the, the what really got me hooked into randomizer was seeing a group of Let's players uh, that are called the Runaway Guys um, do this charity marathon stream back in what was it like May of 2018. They did mm-hmm. a, uh, a LTTPR race and it was kind of kind of off the wall, just really, really silly because they did a bunch of donation incentives to make make things harder for the players. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't really taken super seriously. But I was like, wait, what? What? I've seen this game a little bit and I know a little <laughs> bit about it, but this does not look anything at all like what I've seen. <laughs> wow. So the Game Boy Color was your first kind of system then. Where, what came after that? Was it GameCube or? Uh, it was the Nintendo 64. And when I oh, was, okay. yeah, I think soon after I got a Game Boy, I think maybe a year after that, I got an N64 for Christmas. So, yeah. Mm. And that was the system I really got to spend a lot of time with. Right. Because you're a big Mario guy, right? Like you use the Mario Sprite and, and Super into Mario. Was Mario 64 a big influential game for you? Yeah, yeah. That was the first N64 game that I had. And I played that. A ton. I played like Mario Kart 64, the Mario Party games on the N64, uh, Super Smash Bros. I, I was I was for a bit. I was also into like competitive Smash Bros. Uh, with Melee, mm. but that that came okay. a lot longer, uh, a lot sure. later down the line. Did you stick with Nintendo, or did did you start moving on to other stuff, computer games, or PlayStation or Xbox as as you kind of got older? No, not really. I I did try and play some other game like Xbox or PlayStation games, but I never really was uh like i never really was like wowed by them you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. just like mario just really had this special connection like that mario nintendo mario games kind of thing like that those just hit those just resonated with me and i just mm. i couldn't i couldn't get away from them like i got the gamecube i got the wii uh haven't gotten a switch or a wii u yet but uh, maybe someday i'll get one of those mm-hmm. what, what do you think it was about mario was it just the lighthearted gameplay or yeah, I like hard gameplay. The platforming was one one of my big uh, big hooks there. Um, mm. I w- I'm a pretty big into platform puzzle games. Um, not so much into like combat heavy games like uh, first person shooters or anything like that. So. Sure, sure, sure. So Mario stuck his flag in the Relkin <laughs> camp pretty early on. Where was Zelda in all of this? Were you playing Ocarina of Time and? Jorah's Mask and stuff, or was it mostly Mario? Uh, it was mostly Mario, but yes, I did play both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask uh, as a kid. Um, not nearly as much as the Mario games, uh, although we did, me and my biggest, my uh, oldest sister, did eventually f- uh, beat Ocarina of Time together. We we kind of made this like this project <laughs> trying to beat the game because we couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do a lot of the dungeons. And so sure. it was just like, you know, took turns trying to trying our best trying to get through it and we finally did get through it um i think i was the one that ended up solving a lot of the puzzles in, in the long, in the long run. but yeah that's yeah so yeah zelda was a, was a bit there but it wasn't mm-hmm. nearly as much as mario sure it's funny to think back on those times because this is obviously pre-internet where you just go to youtube and figure out all the stuff when you when you get stuck or there's tutorials or what you know at back in the 64 days if you wanted anything, you'd either get like Nintendo Power or one of those like Prima books or something. I can't remember what they're called, like guidebooks, which guide I books, never. Yeah. yeah, I never bought myself. But it's like you really did have to just like figure it out on your own or talk to your friends and see if they kind of had 
any like mm-hmm. clues on how to figure things out as well. Yeah, and that was that was the big problem for us. We did I think I think GameFAX was a thing around mm, then. So yeah. we could look up some guides on there. And I think we did end up doing that for a couple things. But yeah, sure. I, I get I get that. Like it was it was it was a like and I got to really use my brain, my, you know, you know, <laughs> right. child brain, you know, to right. try and figure things out. Yep, totally. As I know you now, you are someone who's like when you when you uh, invest your time in something, you get really good at it. Right. Like, we'll we'll get to like your NMG stuff and, and your rando career and stuff. But um, you're someone who's like very, I guess, focused and driven to like better themselves. Did that happen when you were a kid as well? Were you playing these games like trying to be better than than you were before? Or were you just were they just a form of entertainment? I think they were mostly a form of entertainment. Uh, I did. I still was uh, like as I am today. I'm still pretty competitive. And so like mm-hmm. when I would play party games or, you know, you know, battle Smash games, Bros. Or whatever you call it. Yeah. Smash Bros or Mario Party. I would try and win, you know, because that was just how I, that's just how I am. Um, but I don't think I took playing casually uh, or just playing other games like single player games. I don't think I took them that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just more of a casual thing. And then but now but now I think today I pretty much only play games to like better myself or like really sure. try and push my limits. <laughs> right. Right. Did uh, were you into any speed runs or uh, did you watch any any speed runs early on or when did you first kind of get into the idea of of watching and doing speedruns yourself. Let me think. I think speedruns were basically uh I think I started looking into speedruns and speedrun uh kind of content like tasses or something like that like 2012, 2013. Mm. Uh I was playing Super Monkey Ball and I was like, man, this is a really fun game. I wonder how fast you could play this game and like how risky it would be to try and play fast. And so I mm-hmm. tried to look up on YouTube like uh, you know, uh, speed run super monkey ball and i saw saw videos of like gdq 2013 uh miles doing his uh super monkey ball one and two speed runs and i was like wow i wonder if there's more content like this out there and sure enough there's a you know around that time that's you know that year that mm-hmm. year and a year after lots of great speed running content coming from like gdqs and all that right so uh at this time when, you, when you're talking about super monkey ball are you doing competitive smash like the melee stuff that you're talking about uh almost uh it was about a year it was 2015 like all throughout 2015 my uh one of my best friends growing up uh introduced me to uh the uh smash bros for the wii u and he had actually started entering tournaments local tournaments in uh the place where we grew up Mm -hmm. uh he started competing in those and doing really well and so when i heard about this from him i was kind of curious about myself just because I thought, oh, you know, I like I like Smash Bros games. Maybe I could, you know, hold my own in, a, in you know, 1v1s. And turns out, you know, the scrub that I was did not realize what I was in for. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, there's so many more people better than me. I got to I got to really put time in to be- get better if I can beat anyone. And so mm-hmm. it kind of took off from there for the next four, three or four years. I dabbled in Super, both Super Smash Bros Melee and Super Smash Bros for the Wii U. And mm-hmm. I... Once I started realizing that um, I couldn't, I wasn't able to invest as much time as I would need to have gotten really good. I, I said, okay, I think this is just not for me. I think I need to focus somewhere else. And that was mm. like three or four years ago when I realized that. Okay. So when, when you're doing these tournaments, can you tell me a little bit more about them? Because you said your, your friend was doing them locally. 
Were you doing them locally as well, or was it uh, online stuff? Uh, it was all pretty much locally. Uh, whenever I was, I was, I didn't, I didn't uh, go to college in the same uh, like area where I grew up, so I, I couldn't go to the same tournaments that he was like year round. I can only like when I was off during the summers, I was home. I could go to those tournaments. Uh, but during the like when I was in university, uh, we hosted our own melee tournaments and Smash Bros for Wii U tournaments. But it was the the comparison is way different because in the where I grew up, which is uh, the Dallas area, the uh, competition was way fiercer. But where I went to college is vastly different. I was actually like the big fish in a small pond mm, there. Okay. And so I think that may have also contributed a bit to how I couldn't improve my skill level. It's just because sure. I wasn't facing anyone better more, more often than not. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how you get better is you Definitely. play people that are better than you learn from them, you know, pick up on their habits and do all all those sorts of things to adapt and improve your own skills. But that was mm-hmm. just that wasn't an avenue for me uh, where I was uh, part- participating in these tournaments. So did you find yourself not enjoying it as much then because it wasn't as competitive or did you just enjoy being on top? Uh, no, I, I enjoyed being on top. It was it was fun to at least play the game and, you know, win tournaments. I think that was still fun. I think it's just uh, knowing knowing that there's much more to what I was doing than with the, the small pond I was playing in. Yeah, it was like that was the big like, OK, this is really weighing on me. Do I really want to get <laughs> right. better or do I just want to stick with what I'm doing or sure. do I want to do something else? But yeah, I find the fighting game genre and the people that are into it fascinating because I'm just so bad at fighting games. Like it definitely takes <laughs> a different skill. Like I talked to magnet hands a little bit on uh, season one about uh, some of his fighting uh, game days. And uh, I, I didn't know this about you. Are you a Mario player as well for, for smash? <laughs> uh, sadly, no, uh, but okay. yeah, uh, for melee, I mained Marth and, and I, in some, every now and then I would pick, I would try and like, Maybe learn a different character like Fox or Falco. Like I don't know if you know much about melee, but Fox and Falco are like the the, the big the top tier characters in that game. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Martha is also pretty top tier, but not nearly as top tier as uh, Fox and Falco. Either way, uh, no, I did not play Mario. I played Marth, and then in the Smash Bros for the Wii U, I played uh, Rob. It's the robot character. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got I don't know. I I think there was way too many characters in Smash Four for me to like really bother trying to learn all the ins and outs of how to play against all of them. And so I sure. just, that one I took a little less seriously than melee. Mm-hmm. Do when you're playing these, uh, these fighting games, does it take you a while to find the character that you resonate with? Um, yeah, I think, I think, it, I think it can, I think it can take maybe, you know, a year, mm. probably, probably around a year. Uh, especially if you're playing the Smash 4 game because there's so much out there, like so many characters, so many options. Melee right. may not take nearly as long just because, you know, a lot, there's already been a lot done with the game. It's been out for way longer and there's more known. And so with that, with all the information out there, you have less to work with in Melee. Uh, but in mm-hmm. like Smash 4 and then the now Smash Ultimate, uh, you've got way, way too much information to deal with. I think information overload is easy to succumb to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Going back to the Super Monkey Ball for a second, and you said you kind of looked up like speed runs and kind of first got the idea of, of speed runs and stuff like that. Did you then attempt to do speed runs in Super Monkey Ball? I actually did. Yes, I created an IRC account because everything was done through SRL, you know, mm. even back then. And yeah, I don't remember if 
I can't, I don't know if I'm able to f- recover those race, those r- race info, but I did mm-hmm. participate in a couple of Super Monkey Ball, like, like, I think Super Monkey Ball won races. And I remember doing like two or three of those. And then I kind of just lost interest after that. Uh, I don't know. I was in it because I think the big thing for me is like, I knew that people could stream their races, but I didn't know how to stream back then. So I just sure. kind of did, you know, did everything. And then I just, I was like, okay, this is kind of, I don't know, this is this seems to be too much work to put into to try and just do races. <laughs> right. So I'm just gonna right. just gonna go back to doing what I was doing and playing Mama Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I know that you're a sports guy as well. Where do you think your competitive edge comes from? Does it did that start when you were when you were younger? Yeah, uh that's a good that's a, that's a good thing you bring that up because I, I did actually play a few sports as a kid. I played basketball for one year and then I played baseball for four years. Oh, okay. Yeah, and baseball I was better at. I'm I'm still not good at basketball. Like I, I don't know how people do it, but uh baseball I got <laughs> sure. I got really into and uh knew the ins and outs of it, playing it, and I was able to it's I think it's more of a strategic game in uh baseball just because you have more time mm-hmm. to think about things and sure. uh, yeah. So I was uh one of the better players on our team. I wasn't like little league caliber, but I was like it was like a YMCA league kind of thing and okay um i i do remember enjoying playing baseball as a kid um i didn't want to continue on with it just i think i wasn't too into playing sports but that that was still like a more of a a fun thing that i did and yes i think you're right uh that competitiveness definitely played a part when playing sports as a kid so Mm, yeah and so then we then try to find outlets for that competitiveness i think that's kind of how how it was for me with rando is like i i played sports when i was younger and then I didn't really have like a way to be competitive in something like because I, I, I did uh, first person shooters with Counter-Strike, but I was just never could be like good enough because when you start yeah. getting into like the people that are really good at it, it's like I just didn't have like the dexterity. I couldn't the reaction time. I just couldn't control yeah, as well as everyone else. And I could never really get there. So I was never able to really find a real way to be, be competitive. And so a link to the past for me was, was a big one. Mm-hmm. I, I agree um, with you on that. I think it's, I think it takes a certain kind of skill to know how to play first person shooters with all sure. the, uh, intricate control schemes. <laughs> Definitely. And fighter games are the same way where it's like, there's some like, especially as like a lot of the fighter games become more combo heavy, and uh and reactionary you know it's like how do you counter move and then how do you like i don't i, I watched evo for the first time this last year and oh, yeah. i can't remember what game it was that they were playing but it was like super intense i was like what the heck is going on i couldn't i couldn't even imagine ever trying to do this competitively because i like you have that competitive nature where i'm like i want to win <laughs> and yeah, i'm exactly. just gonna get smoked I'm, i would just get smoked so fighting yeah, games like, are, are tough yeah it's like you know like you want to win but can you probably not and so you're like oh this sucks <laughs> right what's, so what's the point right that's kind of how it is because because i'm so competitive it's like what's the point uh, i've i've learned to tone that down a little bit but it, it's still not quite the same so uh moving into rando you you saw that charity race was that rando or was that the vanilla vanilla game it was rando it was uh, oh, okay. a past rando i guess because i saw them using uh, like a sonic sprite and maybe like a final fantasy sprite or something like that 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is early 2018. Yeah, this is like May of 2018. Okay. And then yeah, and then soon after that, I looked up like randomizer races for Link to Past Reno, and I saw the uh, Andy Christos race from the 2018 uh, AGDQ, and that okay. was what really sold me on r- Rando. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of people's origin story is that that race because it was so big and monumental, and it was really cool to watch them play swordless too like what the heck this is nuts Mm -hmm. but you didn't have that nostalgia for the game right like no this is all newfound so all new so what was it about link to the past then for you that kind of drew you in um so i knew that zelda games had a pretty good reputation and so i was like you know i think link to the past probably is a pretty good game if i had to guess and and like you know fine come to find out yeah that's actually like one of people's you know top rated games of all time Mm-hmm. Like, with, you know, if, if you'd ask them, you, you say, yeah, Link to the Past was one of my favorite games growing up. It was so fun to try and figure things out. Um, and so learning how to play the game first was like it was interesting because I was like, wow, this is this is actually man, I can't believe I didn't know about this growing up. Even like I obviously I was born after the game came out. But like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, it was just like interesting to see that. Wow, this game's really fun. I can't believe I didn't know about this. And randomizer probably even makes it even more fun because it's a new experience every single time you play. Mm-hmm. little did you know man little did you know yeah <laughs> here we All are right, so so uh you start playing in in 2018 do you then because again the game is completely brand new to you how how's your introduction as far as playing it goes do you start looking up like guides do you start playing offline had you even streamed at this point oh uh, no i think i was hadn't i don't think i had ever streamed even up till this point I did have an account on Twitch, but I never dabbled in streaming. And so I was just playing seeds to play them. And maybe I would look up a Twitch stream or something like that or something like. Oh, I know what it was. I remember the uh, spring 2018 tournament was going on at the time. And so I, I did mm. watch Andy's run. And that was that was that was what inspired me to pick up the game. Like first, like like once and for all, like I, I got hooked on watching it from the Christos Andy race. But. Watching that spring tournament was what inspired me to actually try and play it myself. And so mm. then, then I looked into, you know, what is there a Discord or something like that? Um, is there a community around this? And so 2018 fall tournament was the first tournament I entered. Uh, definitely was a big scrub back then and, you know, got <laughs> did the Challenge Cup tournament and lost in like second round of the bracket. So like, Okay, I, I see. I see where I stand right now, and this is what I'm gonna try and get better at. I'm gonna mm-hmm. focus all my efforts on this because this is actually around the same time I was still kind of in the melee community. But once I started seeing it, like, oh, you know, this this like the past thing, this is this has a potential. We'll, we'll stick with this, and so I I basically <laughs> dropped everything Smash Bros. competitively related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you practicing online? Are you practicing offline? What are you doing before even? Or do you just jump right into the tournament stuff? Like learning the game is is it does take a take a while. It did. Yeah. I, so I played a whole bunch um, just offline and I did a few races here and there. Like I, you, you'll see you'll see me on SRL like some fall 2018 races like September, October. But for the most part, I did try and play seeds and try to f- uh, try to figure out how to route well and and also improve my uh, execution skills because like the I'm sure the I'm sure most people had this issue, but like dying to bosses on harder mm-hmm. difficulties was a big problem. And so that was a big, big hurdle to also get over. And I did finally get over that, like within a year. Sure. I remember my big one was 
Master Sword Ganon. I was just like so freaked out about fighting Ganon with the Master Sword that I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, that one was big too. Um, I think I did manage to get get good at it, I think, within a year. And so I was not super scared about that. I think I was still scared about low percent boss fights like Blind or Mafula. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and Vitreous, but like other than that, I think I was mostly okay. Yeah. So you enter the 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 spring 2019 tournament. Is that what it was? Uh, the uh, fall 2018 tournament. Oh, fall 2018. You don't qualify, but you uh, uh, joined the the Challenge Cup, right? Yeah, I joined the Challenge Cup. Did the group stage? Yep. How how was that experience for you as as your first sort of like competitive uh, foray? I think it was. I think it was pretty fun. Um, I think I wish that. I could have gone further, but uh, that was still when I was really bad at the game. And so I think it makes it totally understandable. Uh, I, I definitely was still learning a whole lot more at that time. And mm-hmm. I, it was it was just a cool experience overall. Just, you know, learning how to play the game in a tournament setting and, you know, seeing my skills already starting to grow a little bit. Uh, soon after that, I entered that spoiler tournament in mid 2019. And then the cross keys tournament was like a real you know, venture into Oh wow, this game is can get really interesting, you know. <laughs> right, right. Uh that was that challenge cup, was that the one with like wall kicks and a bunch of other people in it? Yeah, uh, I think Walther. who ended up winning that tournament. Uh yeah, it was like Chizame that ended up winning it and Espion, uh Frostbite and like Awase were like top <laughs> yeah. four. It's yeah. so funny when you look back at that tournament, it's like stacked now, but everyone mm-hmm. was just yeah. kind of starting out at the time, so uh, you know, they all didn't qualify for the main tournament. Now they're all, if they played, if a lot of them could continue to play, would still be like at the top of the game. Like I haven't seen Frostbite in a while, but like Wall Kicks and Walther and all those guys are, and yeah. yourself are all, all top tier runners. So <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is funny to look back and think about that. You're right. Did, uh, did you kind of find a community to play with early on? Uh, early on, it took at least a year for me to really find a, a niche in a community to like, or a people to play with a bunch. Mm-hmm. And my first like buddy, I guess you could say in the ALTPR community was, uh, Edium. He was, uh, oh, okay. just on a whim. I was like, I think I saw people doing co-op races because they were practicing like league races and mm-hmm. he needed a, a practice partner. And so I asked him and it, like, he asked me if, if he wanted, or I forget how it went down, but by the way, sure. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we we started playing to get a little bit together, and so we we kind of just kept playing with each other and doing co ops and all that. And then because mm-hmm. uh, at the time it was him, Dante, and uh, Sailor Nap on the same league team, right. so he he kind of got me introduced to them, the other two, Dante and Sailor Nap. And then we started our we we kind of just made that our own little friend group there. And then Dante mm-hmm. had a few uh, IRL friends he also added and. We kind of met a couple other people on the way that um, joined our group, but yeah, that was that was my uh, you know upbringing in the rando community, so to speak, was uh, Edium and then Dante and Sailor Nap, basically. So the Titans Mits, basically the, yeah. the version, like the Titans Mits, an extended version of the Titans Mits, because uh, gosh, they, I think they were called originally the Titans Mits. It was like you said, Edium, Dante, and Sailor Nap, and then after a certain time, you uh, joined the team in, in Edium's spot. So yeah. Right. So yeah. You, yeah. So you didn't play the first league season, right? I did not. No, I did not know anyone. I this like the, at the time I did not know anyone at all. Like I was just kind of playing for myself. I think 
uh, I think I knew like maybe Gamachu because actually way back then I, I was when I was doing casual races on the side, it was like me, Gamachu, Ohado, and maybe some other people that were doing mm. these like bigger races. I think you were involved too. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you're you were in college at the time, right? Yeah, I was finishing out college at the time. So how did that affect your rando? Did it allow you to play more or play less because of having to do homework and, and, and do all that stuff? Um, it was actually kind of in a it was actually me kind of finishing up like classes that I need to get my degree. So it actually was a, a lighter year in terms of what I needed to do to graduate. Oh, perfect. Um, so it actually let me play more. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. So 2020 hits. You're now established part of the community right well actually let me step back 2019 i believe we wait let me i'm trying to think league season one was 2019 right yeah yeah it was 2020, 2019 spring yep right and then so 2020 had seasons two and three i believe it had yeah both two and three and it also had uh like 2019 fall into 20 the early 2020 the uh main tournament was also happening right so yeah, and that one I actually did pretty pretty well in. Okay, so how how did that go? Yeah, so that one uh, I got I think like the second quartile of the qualifiers for the main tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the group stage I had I think it was Gamachu, Mister Scruff, Ninja Tuna, and compiling in my uh, group, and I ended up getting second. Uh, I think I lost. Gamachu twice and that was that was my only losses um and so when we went to brackets i faced ravis first and i uh beat him and then i faced bonta and that was like i think he was the number one seed mm-hmm. coming out of qualifiers he didn't end up being the number yep. one seed overall into brackets but uh i just remember like oh gosh i have to face bonta now this is like a true test right here and <laughs> yeah, i almost yeah. beat him i was like 10 seconds or so away from beating him in game three but i just came up short Mm. but did, was it validating then like because bonta is really good at the game yeah or were you just was it hard because you lost it was i think it was a little bit of both i think it was definitely more i think looking back i think it was definitely more validating than it was heartbreaking sure um i was like like thinking about it like wow i nearly beat the number one qualifi- qualifying seed you know coming into the the group stage wow i i i think I'm starting to see my skill like has really improved last year and a half. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I think I'm sticking with this. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So you have that. And then season two, you form a team for the league with GGW and zero rush, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Gans got wild and zero rush. I reached out to both of them and they, I actually, uh i think it was going to be someone else before i knew about zero rush not having his team anymore uh but at first i reached out to dianna's gone wild we actually did a like one or two practices together that uh 2020 i think and mm-hmm. then then i reached out to zero rush because i saw that oh wait maybe he's maybe he is a uh, maybe he's available because i think his team didn't do that well the last season yeah and so i was like maybe he'll be interested in my team i don't know it's, it's a long <laughs> shot we'll, we'll see what happens and he agreed so yeah so how did that first uh, first team up go with uh, GGW and, uh, and Zero Rush? Uh, we did really well for ourselves. We got second in our division. We ended up losing a tiebreaker race to uh, uh, for, uh, Zero Rush lost to Ferrame. So we ended up second in our division. But we, we, we basically 
uh, the entire season we were neck and neck up at the top of our division. And then we Gosh. lost to them in the uh, second <laughs> round of the playoffs. I'm looking at your record for season two and it's win, 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 win. It's just all wins. <laughs> your, your first loss wasn't until, uh, till the co-op against, uh, for Amy, uh, for Amin and, uh, Kyung. Um, it yeah. look looks like it's probably pilot or something. It looks like, yeah, it was, I think it was spoiler pilot week that we lost. Yeah. Yep. And then you win your last two. You, you, you mentioned you lost the, so basically Kind of Randa retired. Uh, Farame, Kyung, and Seward and Taylor basically got had your guys' numbers that season. Yeah, um, mainly Kyung because uh, he he ended up. I think every race that he ran, he ended up beating us, and so that was just like, dang, Kyung is a beast, and that was <laughs> really like, is. and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to be pretty happy. I mean, that's a hell of a season to go thirteen and one in the regular season, and then. You know, you ended up losing, going to game five in division finals. Are you feeling like you're at the top of your game at this point because of, of the success you're starting to see? Sort of. I think that because of the fact that we lost is still like, oh, man, you know, there's these still these really good people at this game. And so, you know, you're, you're coming toe to toe with them. You're really testing your skill with this uh, randomizer. Um, it's not like I didn't think I had a shot. It's just that I knew that, oh man, there's still like really good people, really good people at this game. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw Arier doing his, his stuff. I saw Boyne and I saw like, uh, the lane. And, uh, I think they weren't the all in a league team that season. I was like, oh my goodness, this is <laughs> yeah, right. stacked. Like who, who's going to beat them? And <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, season three happens. That's the invitational. And obviously you guys get an invite with the record that you have. Um, Tell me about season three. It does it looks like you had a couple more losses than than the previous yeah. season. So, and this is this is around a time when I think the whole the randomizer community as a whole started to level the playing field a little bit. I think more and more people had been playing the game for maybe at least a year at this point, and for the most part, I think it was starting to lean towards more like anyone could win any given game. And this yeah. was when I started to see okay. While I am good at the game, I think there is still room for luck to, you know, throw a little wrench in there. And so lots, lots of those games that season went, did not go our way. And so I was just like, okay, well, I, I don't think it's like a knock on our skill. It's just, you know, that's just how things go. Um, we still ended up making playoffs, which was really nice because we nearly didn't make them. We had to have things go away the final week of the season and it did, things did go our way. And so I was kind of proud of, you know, us sticking yeah. to it. Yeah, I'm looking at the results, and this is always bananas to me. Week seven versus last locationers. It means it's, I think it's co-op endomizer. Tied. Right. You tied. Yep. Use your rush, <laughs> tied, Goomba and Illis in a co-op. That is bananas. Like, ties are rare enough as they are one-on-one, but you add teammates playing, four people, and you guys tied. It's just pretty uh-huh. bananas. That. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So it looks like, again, you guys kind of had one team kind of bully you guys a little bit. Triple Dino Disaster started your season with two losses and then they ended up ending your season going 0 3 in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. That was, that's interesting. I, I actually didn't think about that. How one team was our like kryptonite for both, <laughs> right. for two both different seasons. seasons. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh, when do you become a mod for, for the league and then was that season two yeah i think it was yeah it was season two uh 
I remember popping into your chat randomly and because you would you would put a call out for some mods or something like that. Like, uh, I'm interested. And so I went to your chat and you're like, uh, yeah, can I, I? I heard you need some mods. And you're like, can you could I trust you, though? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> really? Your words. Exactly. I remember. <laughs> That's awesome. Apparently, uh, the answer was yes, because you modded season two and three, right? Or I, I, can't, uh, I can't even remember. How did, when did you become an admin? It was, it was between season two and three. I modded season okay. two. Okay. And I remember how much work you put into season two. Like you, not only could I trust you, but you were doing so much volunteering that season. I, I, I really remember you going all out. Do you remember being a mod that, that, that season? Yeah, I, it's some of it's kind of fuzzy to me. It's been sure. so long and I feel like everything is the same with when it comes to volunteering or being behind sure. the scenes. But mm-hmm. yes, I, I do remember kind of putting myself out there and pushing, pushing myself a little bit with the volunteer aspect. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy doing doing that? Yeah, I think it, it kind of just like gave me a sense of, you know, responsibility, you know, outside my actual like job, you know, in real life. But it was it was just kind of cool to be like both a participant and also like a helper in terms of like helping this community grow and helping things move smoothly. Yeah, for sure. You were invaluable in in that, that second season for sure. So season three comes, I'm starting to get bogged down as the league is growing way beyond anything I could have imagined. (laughs) So I decided to add admins. Do you remember the call for you to become an admin? And and what was your kind of feelings and thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, Dante and I, you know, I've been good friends for, you know, I think now three years, uh, at least three years. Um, and so I just remember, I think you reached out to him first and then he reached out to me saying, uh, uh, make sure, sh- Hey, let me know if, uh, you know, if a big red name comes, starts talking to you in DMS, cause I think he knew <laughs> that maybe he was going to, that you were going to reach out to me or something like that. <laughs> and so I and so sure enough, you you reached out to me. and I was like, oh, man, this is this is exciting. Uh, do I do I do this? I, I after thinking about it, it really didn't take long because I kind of wanted to, you know, have a bigger say and like be even more helpful, you know, than I already was. I said yes. So I was like, man, this is this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved the admin team. I, I mean, I, I should correct that. I love the admin team. I loved the admin team that that we kind of put together, though, that that for season three and then extended it into season four. I think with Amerith, um, I felt like we kind of had those battles, not necessarily internally, but with the community and trying to like, you know, put out the best product that we could with the league and still have to deal with all the bullshit that comes along with it. Right. And I felt (laughs) like there was like a lot of camaraderie with the team that, that, that was put together. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that that was um, I think we we were able to have you know good conversation there. You know, make check check up on each other. You know, make sure we're all you know we're all still in this. We're all still sane. You're not losing our, right. our hair out and all that. Yeah, because season two was so hard because we went from sixteen, yeah, to what sixty four, and mm-hmm. you know from season two to season or season one to season two. And it was like, what do we do with this? Like, how do we even manage it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we ended up coming up with the Invitational in the Open, which kind of kind of helped alleviate a lot of the a lot of the trouble. But how has your experience gone being an admin uh, just from season three to, to, you know, to now to season five and with uh, one less admin in, in the admin channel? 
You know, I think it's, you know, gone, it's gone pretty well. Um, I'm sure you, you know, you're definitely well aware of, you know, a lot of issues, you know, at least recently both that um, we've had to deal with. Um, but other than that, I think for the most part it is gone pretty smoothly. And um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'll stick with this for a good while. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I miss you fear. I'll say this right now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad you decide to step down, but uh well we're not we're not we can't thank you enough for uh I, at least i can't thank you enough <laughs> i'm sure it does feel the same but i definitely can't thank you enough for putting together league in the first place and really giving us something to uh something that we can really all enjoy and come together and so i'm I'm glad that that you decide to pull uh you know pull me up on the admin team and i'm gonna i'm gonna continue uh continue being being a light and i guess you could say and helping helping people uh, enjoy rando you know and be, become better friends with each other and all that so mm-hmm. thank you so much <laughs> yeah uh you know, i guess we could just end the interview right there right just a compliment <laughs> yeah. of me uh <laughs> i i i was really curious to see how the league went this year with me not being a part of any of it part of me is like a very small part of me is like oh it's gonna fall apart but <laughs> I'm so glad that it hasn't. I think I think you guys have done a great job. I'll give you shit for some of the things you've done, like the modes you guys chosen. But <laughs> of course you will. But I do think you guys have done an excellent job of really maintaining the league and and helping it grow into into what it is and can be. So it, there's a there's a huge sense of relief of like, oh, I can just enjoy playing the game and let those guys deal with all of it. <laughs> Uh, any anytime any time we can help you enjoy the game better you yeah definitely um all right so season four you jump ship from big boots uh and you join your pals sailing up and dante in titans mitts replacing eddie m who i think was ready to like step down from playing competitively yeah how did season four go <laughs> uh-huh. I I I feel I feel like I hope don't have to you know speak too much about how the season went because uh uh yeah so yeah we we ended up winning the whole the whole league that year uh, that season and so uh, I you know for the longest time I wanted to be a part of like be with on the same team as you know Dante Eddie and Nap or whatever but um it, it was the teams of three thing and so I you know I couldn't be on their team they they wanted to keep playing league together and and so I. Uh, I just I had the I came up with the GGW and uh, uh, Zero Rush for the time being, but then uh, when Eddie was really starting to want, probably take a bit longer break from playing competitively, I said, "Hey, uh, is it possible that I can maybe uh, step in?" And I think Dante uh, reached out and said, "Yeah, I think we can probably we can probably arrange that." And so um, we made the call at that point that said, "Hey, if you want to join us, yeah, here's your offer." And so I I said, "Yes, absolutely." And so I was like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. I can finally get to be on a league team with my best buds and right. You know, no, which is no, no offense, like GGW or Zero Rush, but like that, I, I did want that. Like even before I um knew, like or I reached out to them for joining a league team. So this was something I'd wanted for a bit, mm-hmm. for sure. So you have a hell of a season again. You go through the schedule, win, 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 and then, again, this is the Invitational. <laughs> Uh, the first loss doesn't come until again week six. Uh, looks like against Tam. Yeah, um, that was me. <laughs> you're right, but uh, obviously making the playoffs with with that that record, uh, actually sticking it till I like big boots in the final week too, getting two wins off of them. 
Oh yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even play that week. That was a Stantian Nep. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so you go through Shack Tools digging game. Dig your. Did you check your boots in the conference semifinals? You come up against the Skull Kids. We don't have to go deep into it, obviously, but uh, shit happens. How were you yeah. feeling about the free win? I guess in the in game five, not playing game five. I didn't want that to go down like it did. I'm sure a yeah. lot of people would have felt the same. Um, I'm really sad that was how it ended. Um, mm-hmm. I it's not that I uh, don't think that Nep deserved a win, but I think she was uh, within her right to refuse, like to tr- do a rematch. Um, mm-hmm. From how I understood it, I think she was more. I think she was unable to play another game. I think she had to kind of. I think she had to just take that win, which. It I if I was in her shoes, I would have felt really bad about it myself. And but I I man, I I don't know how to feel. Like if, if I would have made the exact same call she did, it's it's tough. It's tough when that right. happens. Right. You have a couple you have a couple different perspectives that I'm kind of curious to hear about. One, you're on the team. Two, it's not your race, but it's still involving your team. And three, you're an admin for the league. So there's like all these different balls you're trying to juggle with it, right? Like, how do you how do you juggle it? Yeah, and that's that's what I was really losing losing a bit of sleep over, just because me, I'm in this really tangled web right here. I just, you know, I just said to myself, you know, if, if this if this is how like the league comes crashing down, then this this is gonna be this is gonna be really sad. But I mean, thankfully it didn't. At the same time, though, I still was it was just a, not a fun situation to be in. And sure, but I, I, the point the point that I'm trying to say is like, you guys definitely deserve to win just as much um, as we did. Like, but uh, I'm just I'm just really sad that it had to um, end that kind of way. And if I could take it back, I would. Um, but it, it, that was just how things transpired. And it was just like, man, I'm just like, oh, man, I can't believe this is really this is really happening right now. I mean, it's, it's a tough situation for everyone, right? Like, there's no easy answers. There's no there's not even like a correct answer. It's everyone just trying to do what they think is best. And. I mean, it broke me, so I wasn't even on the team. <laughs> so I can imagine for you and Dante and everyone else that it's like, it's tough. It's just tough, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just stuff you don't really want to deal with when you're trying to play a video game for fun. But that's kind of the the thing you got to do when you're in charge is have to, yeah, kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. So, so you go to the finals and you guys crush Pug Trio, uh, League Champs Season 4. Again, more validation for you. Yeah, at that point, uh, I was thinking, yeah, this is this, this is a uh, this is this is why I love Rando. This is uh, <laughs> I did the competitive side of me is really enjoying this whenever I can pull out big wins like that. And having won SGL and then have now won the league, I was like, man, this is this is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So SGL, let's talk about that because before we get to the live one, there was the online one that we had that was. Uh, due to COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ha- had plans for SGL. Tw- Did you go to 2019? No, I didn't. Okay. Were you planning on going to 2020? Uh, yeah, I had. I've been thinking about doing it, uh, but it was already. We had already pretty much well knew in advance that it wasn't going to happen once uh, COVID rolled around. So I didn't sure. really make any plans. Sure, sure. Um, so you and I actually got paired up in that mode i think what mode was it was it was that the standard hard standard no that one was this one was like open boots open boots okay and that was one of my most memorable races because i'm racing against you i know that you're good i know that 
let's be honest, you're better than I am execution wise. <laughs> um, and we had cams on because that was one of the requirements. And we end in the closest race that I feel like I've ever had. Right. Was yeah. it, was that a tie? I, I don't remember at this point. No, uh, I think at that point they implemented a different way of uh, doing ties. I think at that point we were using race time GG and, um, they were saying that, no, we're not going to call things ties unless, uh, you know, a reasonable person cannot tell who the difference between who won and who lost. And so uh, you were you were given the win. I think you won by two seconds or something like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was so much, that was so much fun because, again, we had cams, which is not something that that normally happens uh, on these race restream races. And you see my reaction. I remember how much I was sweating, you know, in that final match, that final moment, the final moments of that, that seed. And I hit the dot done and immediately you hit the dot done. And both of our faces are just like, Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, I believe those were like the qualifiers or something though. I can't remember. Or maybe the group stage or something. Uh, It was group stage. Group stage. uh, Yeah. So, so I get the win there. Then I get smoked in the next, whatever next stage was. And you end up going and winning the whole thing, right? Yeah. So tell me about that experience and playing for money and playing on cam and, and, you know, everything that kind of goes along with all of that stuff. Okay. Um, so that one was just like, uh, I think that one, like despite, you know, even though I won uh, LCPR league, you know, like that, I still think that one will, will go down for me, at least in my memory is like one of the coolest things that I've done competitive gaming wise. Um, and just being able to, so how it went down for me was whenever we did the group stage, I lost to you and then I lost to Tepidino. And then so, so I was like thinking to myself, oh gosh, I don't know if I can make out of groups now because I had to have things go my way. And so I ended up be- beating both my last two opponents and the scenario worked out in which there was a tiebreaker race between me, Tepidino, and Kern. And so when and then I won that race. And so I made it onto the group <laughs> stage. Yes. I was like, yes, okay. I actually ended up moving on. So everything from here on is bonus, in my opinion. If I can <laughs> sure. make it out of the depths of hell, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happens, happens at this point. Uh, so group stage, sorry, uh, bracket stage rolls around and I face Mentos Man, who's now Penny Royal Oil, and then uh, Plasma Kappa. And then uh, beating Plasma Kappa was what put me in the money. It's so like, oh, wow, I actually won money from this. Heck yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so we did that, and then Aussie was next, and then GFE, and then Gem, and so it just they, the winch just kept coming. I was like, I this has got to stop, right? That's how that works, right? And so, but no, <laughs> right. I, I just pulled it pulled it all the way through and won the whole tournament. And I was like, goodness gracious, I'm playing out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. And when you list all those names that you had to go through, it's not like uh, those are free wins, right? That's like a murderer's no. row of names not you got to play. Yeah. Um, so then we come to this last past year, uh, speed gaming live. You're there in person. Uh, tell me about your experience with, with speed gaming live in person. And then again, running the gauntlet. Oh man. I was super excited to be there in person just to be able to, you know, meet all the friends that I've made over these past couple past couple of years online. I mean, um, mm-hmm. on, online in real life. Um, right. And so that was that was the big reason I wanted to go. And so that was the big fun of it. And then I didn't have any expectations about the tournament itself, but I still like played my best to try and win. And 
the well, the wins just kept coming. I didn't drop a single game in that tournament, and that was that was <laughs> possibly even more mind boggling than the other SGL yeah. that I won. And so you know, take your pick. Like, what, what do you think is crazier? Coming back from the depths of hell or not dropping a single game in a live tournament? <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, and this is something that is unlike anything else that we do. It's over a weekend, basically, right? You're playing a shit ton of rando in a short span against a lot of really good runners. Um, did you find that to be different? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, the short sp- time uh, time span for one, but the second is the IRL aspect. There, there's just so much you can like. You can figure out things unintentionally or unintentionally about just even like they try noise cancel help you with like noise canceling white noise and stuff like that and like where and they position yourselves where you're sitting but the uh, the corners of my eyes and like and th- through the white noise i can hear things i can see things it's just like okay there's <laughs> i'm like oh i probably wasn't first to find this important <laughs> item or i was like mm-hmm. oh i was the first to find this uh oh oh is oh no shoot dante is hovering is he at moldorm too mm-hmm. did i just lose <laughs> right dante <laughs> pulling out the big guns man he went with the tank top against you right like was he trying <laughs> to intimidate you obviously it didn't work that was one of the most fun <laughs> matches to watch was you versus Dante. It was it was all good fun, but he tore there's okay, you probably weren't able to see this too well on the restream because it didn't have the camera angles right, but there were these little cards with these uh, items from Link to the Past, and like you could just put them in your pocket, a little almost like business cards, but they had like items, and so he got one with the Titans mitts on it, and <laughs> right before he did our race <laughs> on the stage, he tore it up in front of me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so you've won. You're one of the few people to win actual cash for for playing this game. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, does that even again this sort of like idea that you even need validation? But does that help validate your you as a runner? <sighs> it does, yes. But at the same time, I think you. I think you're right. You said I like. I don't. I don't think I needed it at that point. Like mm-hmm. I'd already done other cool things with the game at that point. I had won other tournaments. I didn't need it, but it was still cool. It's still a cool feeling to win a tournament like that. Yeah. Gosh, time goes by so fast when we're doing this. I need to ask about NMG before we get we, we get close to wrapping it up. When right, do you kind of good. make the plunge into NMG? And uh, this I mean, this past year, especially your times have just dropped like a rock. It's incredible to watch. So kind of tell me about your experience uh, getting into it and then the grind. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so I actually had entered an NMG tournament uh, just because I was curious about like how the run worked and all that. This was, I think, oh, shoot, was it 2021? I think it was 20, just like just right whenever it became 2021, there was an NMG tournament and I had barely done runs at all. And I throughout the entire tournament, I did not really practice, honestly. Um, so I, I kind of learned the route at that point, but I didn't know how to like the the finer points of NMG, like how to mm-hmm. play it and uh, how to react to RNG and how to manage your uh, your uh, resources. So I just kind of did that one just kind of for fun, really. Um, I ended up winning a few races. I probably uh, wasn't favored to win, but that was kind of cool. But at the, at the same time, uh, didn't really do much practice outside of that. Later that year, though, tw- uh, November 2021. Yeah, well, that's, that was over a year ago. Good point. Good night. Um, <laughs> Shoot. Uh, so there was this 30th anniversary NMG race for Link to the Past that was going on. And I decided to enter it just 
just on a whim, just because I was like, hey, why not? You know, I like I like I like Rando. I like this game. Why not? Let's just enter it. And I got a 129. So that was my first sub 130. And so I was like, oh, huh. That was I, I guess not not to like sound like, you know, big headed or anything. But that was like that wasn't that hard to get a sub 130. Wonder if I could do better. So I was like, OK, how do how am I going to get better? There's the FMG tutorial. Why don't we start with that? And so I watched the entire FMG tutorial series on NMG and slowly but surely became like more, more, more aware of what I was doing wrong and how to do better. And so from there, I got my 127 and, I, and then I kept kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And now here I am today with a uh, 124. And so I'm. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is really cool. And so I'm I'm still playing NMG. Like today I did both NMG leagues, like one during the summer and one that just finished a bit ago. And so I, I'm thinking I'm gonna stick with it too. Just I'm not gonna I I don't think I'm gonna stop grinding it because I think I mm-hmm. do maybe want to go for a 123. Um yeah. but yeah, NMG, it's been it's been fun to try and learn how to play and get improve my skills even more. Are you the type of person in your real life that when you set your sights on something, you accomplish it because that's what it feels like. It feels like you are when it comes to Rando specifically, you're like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and by God, you do it. <laughs> you like, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to win the league. I'm going to try to win these tournaments. Or I'm going to try to get a 124 or whatever. Like you do it. Like, is that, is that who you are, Relkin? Man, I sometimes I don't know. Like, I feel like with certain things, yes, but with some other things, no. I feel sure. like when it comes to video games, uh, I think yes, just because they're so fun to play, dude. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, if I I think I think if, if I really did put in a lot of effort, I, I could probably accomplish a lot of things in life. But video games is just like the easiest thing for me to try and, mm. you know, really pour my like the heart and soul into and sure. do better at. And it's more of like a hobby thing versus like, a, like, is this better me as a person? No, it's just bettering me as a gamer. <laughs> but do you find that it gives you a sense of fulfillment though like like when doing nmg for a lot of runners myself included it almost feels like a grind like i don't necessarily enjoy that grind so it kind of becomes less fun um to an extent like i do enjoy an nmg i'm just not a grinder so do you find uh-huh. that sort of like fulfillment out of out of the game even though it's others would consider it a grind whether it be rando or nmg I think eventually, yes, I do get fulfillment out of it. But, um, you know, leading up to leading up to getting that, you know, 124, whatever it was I was trying to get towards, um, it was definitely like, oh, man, I, I just I keep I'm getting close, but I'm, I can't finish it out or something like that. It's, it can be frustrating at times. So there's you can't ignore that aspect of trying to grind a speed run. Um, so I think, yes, 100 percent. There is. A, a sense of a oh this is just a, a grind oh gosh mm-hmm. when will it be over but yeah. there is definitely a sense of accomplishment once i reach the goal sweet all right tilt question time now relkin i've known you for a long time <laughs> i'm not putting you on blast but tilt is not something that you've handled well in, in, in the past you and i've had conversations privately about about you are correct <laughs> So have you found ways to correct it? Have you found a way to approach it? Or is it something that you feel is going to just be something that you have to deal with on a case by case basis? How do you deal with tilt? All right. Um, so I, I like it. Like you're saying, no, I am not 
if you were to ask people like who who do you think is good at you know bottling you know, like keeping things cool keeping with level head they probably wouldn't say me and you're you're probably right i have um i struggle with that and i don't think i will f- here's here's what i will say i do mm-hmm. think i can uh i can find outlets to try and not look like a total stupid head you know doing you know <laughs> losing my mind and right. you know text chats and all that um or on stream or whatever. Uh, but I think I've learned to that maybe instead of doing it in public, just try and do, do it in private, like maybe vent to a friend or something like that. And mm. maybe that'll help it. You know, at least you're not bottling it up, but you're still, you're letting it out some way. And, but you're not doing it, you know, to the person in question. Cause right. You know, so I think I am learning that that is probably a better avenue of uh, dealing with tilt versus, you know, just, just doing the first thing that comes to my mind. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a very reactionary person when it comes to that. And I think doing, I think I have learned to start doing that more. Um, yeah. So I think, yes, but you are correct. Uh, I am, I think I do have issues with when it comes to uh, dealing with tilt. And so, but like I said, I'm, I'm dealing with it. I think better sure. now than I was. Right. And I'm not calling you out cause I'm trying to be mean, right? Like I, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Like, like you mentioned, you, you know, you know that you've had trouble dealing with it. I think the, the important thing is to remember, to remember is like, yeah, it's okay to be pissed off, right? Like mm-hmm. being pissed that you lost or that you made a mistake or whatever is fine. It's mm-hmm. finding that outlet, right? It's finding mm-hmm. a way to let it out. That's a bit more healthy, I think is your path. Yeah. And yeah, you're, I, yeah. So I think, yeah, you're right. And it's, and I do get upset with myself or whatever, whenever I lose in some way, you know, I, I mm-hmm. find it impossible to not feel that way when I lose. Sure. It's just like you said, you know, finding the right way to deal with it, you know, how is what's really going to help, you know, ease your mind or, you know, right. make things, like, like you said, finding a safe space for you to like vent it out is a great way of handling tilt so that you're not tilting other people, right? Like that's the hard yeah, part yeah. is like, a lot of times it's easy to be like pissed and then just take it out on the person that you lost to, but that's not cool. So no, dude, thank you so much for doing this for, uh, for completing the, the, uh, admin portion of the league for me. <laughs> and, uh, sorry it took so long, but I, I'm super glad that we get to kick off 2023 with you, man. Yeah. 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 No, thanks. Thanks for having me. This is, this is great. I'm, I'm glad this is, you know, becoming, uh, a, kind of a thing for this community i think we needed this for a while and i I did listen to the blind episode i agree with him on this i think this is something that we've needed and we're once again i'm I'm thankful for for you fear and uh doing stuff like this to make things interesting around here (laughs) really great conversation with rogan really appreciate having him on the show was really glad that he was open and honest about you know some of the things that that uh, have gone on whether it was the league season four or whether it's a struggle with tilt or whatever. Loved hearing his perspective uh, on winning things as well. Big shout outs to Ruckin for being on the show. Really glad we were able to get all of the admins on the show in the first three seasons of 216. All right, so that's going to do it for the show for this season. You know, you can join the Discord, 216pod.com has the link to the Discord. I'll still be around there for the most part. You know, League is wrapping up. I know there's about eight teams left in the open and uh, they're they're vying for a spot for next year's invitational there's just uh there's five teams left in the invitational uh, my team being one of them so those races should be on speed gaming so 
you know, the league discord and the league website. We'll have all the information for that. So check those out. Appreciate everyone listening to the show. I really do. If you're struggling mentally or you need, you know, someone to talk to, uh, you can always shoot me up in the DMS. My recommendation would be to talk to someone professionally. That really helps me out a lot though as well. Hope everyone has a good 2023. I hope there's a lot of positivity in the Rando community in 2023. I expect there to be a lot of change, to be honest. I think things are going to change in 2023. Appreciate you all. And uh, thanks for listening.